Please be seated. The text for our homily this morning is based on Paul's epistle to the Romans, chapter 5, verses 6 through 11, which reads as follows. For while we, we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. This is our text. In the name of Jesus, the Christ, amen. The German artist Albrecht Dürer made a woodcut that is often called the Man of Sorrows. The woodcut wood portrays Christ, and in the picture, Christ stands in a room in front of a stone column. Around the column are wound ropes, but Christ does not appear to be bound by them. His arms are crossed in front of him. In one hand, he holds a bundle of reeds, and in the other hand, he holds a scourge. On his head, he wears a crown made of thorns. His eyes bear an expression of pain and sadness, and they look at the viewer, but not directly. Over Christ's shoulder is an open window through which we can see a far-off hill with three crosses on it. The middle cross, the tallest, has a ladder leaning against it. Now, from my description of it, this may sound like a scene from the trial of Christ before Pontius Pilate, and until we look more closely, in the very center of the picture, we see Christ's crossed arms, and in the middle of each of his hands is a large nail mark. And his feet, too, are pierced. And from the wound in Christ's side flow two streams of blood, falling onto the heads of a man and a woman kneeling at his feet. Their eyes are on Christ. And they are likely the artist, Albrecht Dürer, and his wife, Agnes. Well, the woodcut does not depict a scene from the passion history of our Lord. It is really a scene out of time. But yet this woodcut is more than a simple expression of late medieval piety, even as the title Man of Sorrows suggests. There is something about this image of Christ that transcends time 
and space. Christ does come to us in his word, still filled with pain and agony, but bearing all this willingly. He does appear to us in his word, a living Lord. He lives even now with pierced hands and feet and side. We do preach Christ crucified, and he is a living Christ. And is this not the Christ that Paul proclaims to us in our Romans 5 text? This Christ did indeed suffer. He was betrayed and denied by his own followers. He was arrested and put on trial before the Sanhedrin. He was put on trial before Pilate. He was mocked and beaten and crowned with thorns. He carried his own cross and he was nailed upon it. And he died a shameful, horrible death. His body was taken down from the cross and buried. But he has come to life again, identifiable by the nail marks and the spear mark. This is the back story to Albrecht Dürer's woodcut. And Albrecht Dürer and his wife Agnes kneeling before Christ, adoring him. They know that story. But what is not depicted clearly in the woodcut is what brought this scene about. There is no Pontius Pilate here, no Roman soldiers, not even the Sanhedrin Court of Justice. There are, there are no ungodly people portrayed in the picture. No real sinners, no enemies lurking in the corner. Only a couple, a man and his wife, kneeling, adoring, worshiping Jesus. This is a scene out of time. Well, the Apostle Paul in our text explains what time this is for the Durers and for us. This is a time of God's justice. At just the right time, while we were still weak, Christ died for the ungodly. It is most unusual for someone to die for unrighteous people. As Paul says, in rare cases, someone might die for a righteous person, a virtuous person, but, but see how God does things. He shows his love in sending Christ to die for sinners not past tense sinners, but present tense sinners, still sinning sinners. For unrighteous people, Christ suffered death. For sinners, he was crucified. And even more than that, Paul says that Christ saved sinners from the wrath of God. How can this be? A virtuous man, a righteous man in the eyes of the world may die for his country. He may give his life for his friends. But Christ is different in that he is a truly righteous man before God 
God's own son, who gives his life for his enemies. He dies for those who have turned against God, who live and breathe in opposition to him, who are God's enemies. Albrecht Durer shows us. Who did this to Christ? The scourge, the crown, the cross, the nails, the spear. The enemies of God, the sinners, the ungodly, they did this to Christ. The enemies of God. And yet, Christ suffered agony for them. He shed his blood for them. And he died for them. The enemies of God. This is true. And if this is true, then why are Agnes and Albrecht Durer kneeling at Christ's feet and worshiping him? Why is Christ's blood being poured out on their heads? Who are the enemies of God? And to whom does he show his love? While we were still weak, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. While we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son. What boldness believers have to kneel before Christ as sinners. What audacity faith has to kneel before Christ as enemies of God, the one holy righteous God, and to plead for peace with him. Faith like this is bold because it beholds Christ crucified for us. It takes hold and clings to him. He is the Christ who died for us. He is the Christ who lives for us, that we might live in peace with God, forgiven sinners, justified, reconciled with God, and saved through him. And all of this at just the right time, just when we needed a Savior the most. Amen. In the name of Jesus the Christ, amen.